a time of turmoil, but I'm glad uh, that I, I don't have to rely on the security of our country where I can rely on the security of our Lord, and I'm thankful for that. But not Psalm 27. We're going to be in Psalm 128 tonight, and it says this, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Uh, uh, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for allowing us to come in tonight. Thank you for opening up your word tonight. Lord, let it not just be words on a page, but let it come alive in our hearts and our minds tonight. And Lord, if there's any, uh, if you point anything out, the Holy Spirit point something out tonight, Lord, I pray that we would not excuse it, but Lord, that we would work on it with your help. Lord, we thank you for all things. And in Jesus' name we pray and amen. So this psalm is one of their, there's a group of 15 psalms between 120 and 134 that are either called the song, a song of degrees in your Bible, or I may call it uh, a song of ascent. Uh, but either way, <clears throat> these were they, these were sung uh, by the Jewish pilgrims that were headed to Jerusalem. So those three times a year when all the men, uh, and they would bring their families along, all the, would have to go to Jerusalem to worship, uh, you know, for the, you know, the Passover and the various feasts uh, that they were required to. But as they're heading there, uh, they would go through Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. So this is kind of in the middle of that. So you can imagine if you look at these short Psalms in this section, uh, you can tell that they, they would have memorized all of these and they would have said them as they're going. And then some, even once they got to the temple, uh, would slow down and every few steps, they would do another one of these. They'd stop and do a psalm even on the way the steps up into the temple uh, platform and you know so you think about these were very special to them but uh, uh, I want to focus on this one I've actually been working on uh, memorizing this one don't have it quite yet but uh, have been working on it and you know so one of those things is you're memorizing you think about it and you meditate about these things and also you start to have questions about it want to dig in uh, to this but it starts off verse one blessed is every one that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. So I know in this psalm, it's it's focused a lot on a family, on a house. You know, it talks about wife and children. Uh, and, you know, if you were to ask somebody, do we want to have a happy home? Do you want to have a blessed home? You know, if you were to ask that question, everyone's going to say yes. They don't want a home full of turmoil and strife uh, and opposition and everything else. So then the next question is, well, what's the secret? How do you get that? How do you get a blessed home? How do you get a happy home? How do you get this? And we can see right from verse one, uh, whether the home has one person in it or a whole gaggle of people in it, uh, we see the same thing because it's saying, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. So number one, we see that you have to have people that fear the Lord. 
And that's a reverence for God. Not scared, uh, you know, as in petrified, but a reverence, a holy reverence for the God who created this universe. Uh, and, and this is missing in a lot of homes today. You see this, you know, uh, I, I know we've got different ones that interact. If you're a, you're a teacher, you see students from different homes and you see what the results are from these homes. You know, if, they, uh, if it's a solid home, you know, you see it a lot different. If you see a, a Christian home that, that's real, you see things that are a lot different versus just a single parent versus, uh, uh, you know, strife and anger and everything else that goes on. There is a huge difference. And we see, number one, that that ties into, do the people have a reverence for God? And here's the thing, you know, your your home's never going to reach the point of never having conflict unless, they, you know, there's one person, then you might have zero conflict. But there's, uh, this is a conditional promise that we see from God. He's saying, hey, he's saying, listen, uh, he, he's saying, hey, uh, if you do this, if your home fears the Lord, uh, and you know, in this context, in this, we're, we're definitely talking about that's led by a father, definitely, that fears the Lord. He's saying there's going to be blessings from that, but not only fearing the Lord, that's the first half of verse one, but the second half that walketh in his ways. And here's the truth. If you truly fear the Lord, you reverence the Lord, you respect, you know, you put the Lord in his proper place in your heart, you let him lead, you will then walk in his ways. And it's, and it seems almost too simple. You know, when you look at this verse, it almost seems too simple that you're telling me that if you just fear the Lord, walk in his ways, there will be blessings from the Lord. And that's, that is true right there. Uh, you know, we could, we could just stop right there and that would be it. Cause God's saying that's the promise right there. And in fact, even though it's hard to believe we could ask people that were saved after they got married and ask, how was your home before you got saved? And how is your home after you got saved? And I guarantee there's a difference, right? There's a complete difference, uh, you know, because the Lord is changing uh, at salvation. He's making you a new creature, turning you from the inside out. Uh, that Holy Spirit's working on you to produce those fruit of the Spirit. And that causes a change in the home. So we definitely know uh, that there's something with salvation, but not just salvation with, the, with that reverence and walking in the way of the Lord. Let's go on to verse two. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. You know, so whether we're talking the man that leads the house or, or whatever, uh, but I, I know that at least a man that fears God will provide for his family, right? And anyone uh, that fears God is going to work, right? They're going to work to provide for themselves. And, and in this country, we see the opposite, don't we? We see a lot of people uh, that they're able to work. Now, I'm not talking about people that can't work, that are disabled or different things like that, but I'm talking about people that are able to work uh, and they just don't. They don't want to and they want want uh, everyone else to take care of them. That's not biblical. You know that, although it might be common, it's not biblical. Uh, but here's the thing. Like I said, you, it's one thing if you have a permanent disability, uh, but it's quite another thing if that disability is just laziness, right? You've got to get a work, get a job and work and provide. That's what he's saying. Uh, eating of the labor of his hands. Uh, uh, but he says this, and, but here's the thing. As you put the Lord as the center of your home, I believe this also says that he will take care of your finances. He will, he will help you in that. Now you may 
not have a lot of extra. I mean, there may not be a whole lot left after you've taken care of everything, especially lately as everything's getting more expensive. Uh, but the Bible says, hey, uh, if, if you don't put the Lord as the center of your home, if you don't walk in his ways, uh, Haggai tells us what happens in the opposite. Haggai 1, 6 and 7, ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there's none warm. And he that earneth wages uh, to put it into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. He told them, he told them back in Haggai, he said, hey, you are trying to work harder and harder and harder to fill a bag with holes in it with coins. It's not going to work. And the same thing, I have seen it. I have seen people, they have put career first, they put everything else first, and then they wonder why their house is crumbling, right? They wonder why uh, these things are going. There isn't happiness in the home. The money's falling out like a bag with holes in it. Things are breaking down. You always hear it, or lately, you hear this i can't catch a break that's what we hear all the time uh but here's the thing we're all gonna go through trials and and different things at, at at times but hey if a home stops fearing the lord and stops walking in his ways there's going to be problems Let's go on. Verse 3. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. And remember I said earlier, sometimes, you know, whether you're memorizing, whether you're reading it or whatever, you get to one of these and you're a little confused, right? I, I didn't just read this and, and it clicked and I understood it. So uh, you did a little study and a little talking to the Lord. And, uh, you know, in Jewish culture, uh, most of them were married at a younger age, married between 18 and 20. Uh, so he is, when he's talking about the psalmist here he's talking about you know a husband and a wife with children it, it was almost a given you know but you know today again it's not always a given uh, uh through different things but he's saying first the wife is a fruitful vine and when you think about vines they cling to things right they cling to a wall they cling to a fence and that's how they grow uh and i i was thinking about you know how god designed the husband and wife to cleave or to cling to one another uh and and a and a husband that fears the lord that reverences the lord that walks in his ways uh will also support his wife will encourage her allow her to grow will love her and that way that clinging together what's happening here that fruitful vine and growing up and kind of covering the side of the house. That's what he's talking about. Once uh, that vine will just keep growing uh, and to where it just touches the entire home. And, and that's the way God designed it. That's what he's saying, that, uh, that she'll be fruitful. Uh, uh, and here's the thing. It's hard to be a fruitful wife. It's hard to do uh, live a spiritual life when the husband is not the leader. It, will, it is very difficult. You can ask many uh, Christian women whose spouses are unbelieving. It's a hard thing life it is not like this and then the children they're compared to olive plants and olive trees are plentiful in israel especially right around jerusalem there one of the things i learned about olive trees and plants is they're very slow to grow you plant an olive tree and you've got to be patient. You've got to be disciplined. You've got to be careful and you have to nurture that plant year after year. In fact, it said it takes about 10 to 15 years of nurturing before it even begins to bring forth fruit that you can start to use. 
And, and you think about it, that's what he's equating children to in a blessed home, in a home where the parents uh, reverence God, they fear God, they walk in his ways. The children are like olive plants. What's that mean? That means that it takes a lot of careful instruction, a lot of love and support and discipline from times and everything else, teaching them in the way. And it may take 10 to 15 years before you start to see fruit out of it, right? Uh, you, you may wonder, what, what are we doing? Are we doing things right? Is and making sense but once that olive tree is established once it is there the roots have grown deep in the ground it needs very little care after that and it will keep producing fruit generation after generation and you think about that he's saying hey you want to know how blessed it'll be it'll be like children who have been poured into by godly parents they're rooted in grounded in Christ and they will start you may not see it for a while but once that fruit starts it'll just keep coming and coming I mean, I thought, what a blessing to see that. I, you know, it is, it is hard sometimes as a parent in different ways, it's, and, and especially depending on how far into the span you get, uh, talking at work to people that have the, uh, those younger teens, and they're talking about how the, some of the difficulties that come out. But aren't you glad that God said, hey, you teach them right, you show them and lead them by example, they will produce fruit. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So inside this blessed home, you've got olive plants of all different ages. They need support. They need correction. They need love. And with prayer and patience and diligence and guidance from the Lord, they will grow up to be fruitful. And then you can stop and say, if you had a Christian parents or you had one parent that was a Christian and they poured their life into you, you can say, praise God for that. And thank God for that as some of us did. But you think about this. So you've got the vine, you've got the olive plant. These are the two most important crops in, in Israel. These are the most two important things. They were both symbols of blessings. And you could say, you know what? I know for myself, I can say that I am beyond blessed with a godly wife with three children. I tell you what, sometimes it tests the patience. Uh, but here's the thing is, is it just reminds me that I have a heavenly father and there are times that I test his patience as well. There are times that I'm not, I know what I need to do and I'm not doing it, but that, that's the reminder that I get. Sometimes the children, they do those things too. Uh, but aren't you glad that the Lord is patient with us? He's loving and he keeps with us. He hasn't given up on us just like we have not given up on our children. So he starts that in verse one. Then he talks about verse two and three. But look at four. Behold that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. So there in verse 1 and verse 4, he's giving us these bookends. He's reminding us again uh, that the key to blessings are fearing the Lord and walking in his ways. And I thought, especially as the children grow older, they can see whether the parents are living a true life of reverence to God and obedience to God. You can't hide it. Right, you can't hide things in your own house, uh, you know, very easily. And and they know these children know, and people in your home know. They know where you've placed God in the priority list. They know uh, uh, whether you are following His will or not. But then ask this world, what if we ask them the question, what would it take to have a blessed home? They would say everything other than the two things that God's saying right here. And here's the thing, we have to be careful that we're not following the world's instruction and the world's guidance to get a blessing from the Lord. 
Because what will some say? Well, one of the things I saw over and over again is you got to have a good work-life balance, uh, you know, to order to have a blessed home. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You do have to balance things out. But I'm telling you what, uh, if your life side of the work-life balance doesn't involve the Lord, then you're not meeting the conditions of the promise. And he's not blessing that. And I've seen that before. So in these first four verses, the Lord's trying to show us that if we take care of the home, then it'll be blessed and those blessings will kind of radiate from the house. And I thought about that. You know, we can, I, I know that's true as a pastor. You know, if, 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 if my home is a certain way, if it's in a good way, if it's, if it's running right, uh, you will see blessings from that. The whole church will see that. But I'm telling you what, if it's on the wrong way, uh, if it's in the wrong defection, uh, direction, you'll see the effects as well negative effects and that's for not just the pastor but those around us uh they they affect and that's what he starts to switch gears to in verses five and six the lord shall bless thee out of zion and thou shalt see the good of jerusalem all the days of thy life yea thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon israel so for the jews if they would have feared the lord and walked in his ways, they were promised blessings. They had special land promises. They had special, uh, you know, he said the Lord told him, hey, I'll protect you. I'll bring you peace. I'll send the rain. I'll confound your enemies. And I'll bless you uh, for generations. And, you know, it'll never fail. The Lord promised those uh, to the Jews if they would obey him. And we can see throughout the Old Testament, there are long periods of obedience and then long periods of disobedience and long periods of obedience. So we know uh, that before the people for, would forget the Lord and slip into disobedience, that God would make good on his promise. But here's the thing. You stop and ask yourself, well, wait a second. We're not Jews. We're not Israel. We don't have those same promises. But I believe we can see some similar principles that, hey, uh, if our homes in our country are fearing the Lord and walking in his ways, then each of those houses will be blessed and the nation will be blessed for that. And I believe that's what a true revival does, right? It starts, it goes from individual soul to individual soul. And as changes are made, whether salvation, or, or, you know, coming back from the Lord after a period of backsliding or rebellion, whatever is happening or, or getting serious with the Lord or finally dropping excuses and doing the Lord's will, whatever it is, that revival in that person, that will change a house. And once you have houses charts to change, then the nation changes. That's what I'm saying. Even though we're not Jews, we can still see a change uh, from the Lord. And it comes the same way. It comes through Jesus Christ. It comes through salvation. It comes through repentance and everything else. And if a mom and dad did that, they would change their house. And if enough houses were changed, even a Gentile nation would start to see things change in their land. But here's the thing. I can't tell you if we're going to see a revival or not in the United States. I can't tell you. I'm not a, I, I, I don't know the future. But one thing's for sure. Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth. We know that. He will rule and reign from Jerusalem. Uh, and we will get to see the blessings in verses 5 and 6. See, so you go look at Jerusalem today. It's full of turmoil. Uh, it's a scary place. You know, they, they, the, the sirens go off because rockets are flying and you have to hide in a shelter. That, that's not peace. That's not what God's talking about. But one day there will be peace in Israel. Uh, and the same kind of peace that comes from a, 
a, a home that truly trusts the Lord, that, rev, uh, that reveres him, uh, uh, that fears him, that walks in his ways. And here's the thing. Remember, they're singing this psalm among other ones as they're ascending up to Jerusalem on their pilgrimage. And they're reminded of this. When they got to this one, they could stop and they could take a survey in their mind, you know, as they're walking and say, you know what? Is my home blessed? Is it, is it really receiving the blessings that the Lord talked about or not? And if it wasn't, they could change it. But it would take them fearing the Lord and walking in his ways. As a Christian, we've got, we've got a reminder that blessings and happiness come from holiness and obedience. That's in the Bible over and over again, just like this, this chapter right here, this psalm right here. And if you're a Christian that's living in reverence to God and you're living in obedience to God, do not quit. No matter what comes your way, don't you quit. You keep walking with God. You keep raising your children uh, in the Lord. Uh, you keep doing the things that God's called you to do, and he will bless you. We won't be free from every trial. We won't have, I'm not saying you won't ever have periods of, of, of depression or different things like that, but I am telling you the Lord will never forsake us. He'll never take away our blessings. He'll be there day after day. And one of the Old Testament uh, uh, people that I I love to think about over and over again is Enoch. And I believe one day for the faithful will be just like him. Genesis 5, 24. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. I don't know how many times I read that. And then in Hebrews 11, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. And before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You've got someone who walks with God, lives a life pleasing to God. He's walking along doing God's will and one second he's here and the next second he's gone. They looked for him and they couldn't find him and I'm telling you what one day the church is going to be taken away and, and if it's in our lifetimes we may be driving on our way to church we may be doing something for the Lord or whatever uh, but one day we're one second we're here and the next second we're gone. Oh they may try to look for us those that are left behind but they will not find us. But I'm here to tell you, if you want to know where uh, the church goes when they disappear in an instant like that, we're with Jesus Christ. And I know times are tough. And I know things get frustrating. And I know sometimes we plan things out and they don't work the way we thought they should or it's not on the timeline that we want. But here's the thing. God is saying, hey, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways. We can cling to that promise. And here's the thing. If we believe it and we follow the conditions, God will do what he promised to do. And tonight I want to open up the altar just like every time we come together. And maybe you need to pray, maybe at your seat, maybe you need to come forward, either way. But if the Lord's pointed something out, let's just deal with it.